You're listening to Review Season here on Death of the Reader. Our 13th recommendation for 2021 on your Murder Mystery World Tour is Seicho Matsumoto's Inspector Imanishi Investigates, also known as Castle of Sand. Seicho Matsumoto is an absolute icon of the social school of Japanese detective fiction, which prioritized real characters and motives over the tangled intricacies of the Honkaku, or authentic school. Whilst Matsumoto's most famous book by far is Points and Lines, Inspector Imanishi Investigates from 1961 has become one of his most well-known stories, with no fewer than seven film and television adaptations, each making their own tweaks to its simple, gripping, and slightly absurd plot. The edition we read was translated into English by Beth Carey and published by Soho Crime in 2003. If you're looking for a slow-paced, thoughtful mystery that thrives on letting its intrigue hang in the open air, this is your stop. Inspector Imanishi Investigates all kicks off with the discovery of an elderly gentleman's body, his face crushed beyond recognition on the train lines in Kamada, Tokyo. Your mystery mind immediately goes, ah, an unidentifiable victim, curious, only for the following lines to tell you exactly who this man was, where he'd been seen recently, and another entirely different clue about a man he was drinking with saying Kamada, which the police presume is a name, but our detective, Aitara Imanishi, takes a guess that it instead refers to Kamada Station in Akita Prefecture, and makes his way to the town in search of clues. This delivery and subversion of clues isn't a constant throughout the novel, but I think it adequately warns you how different this story is going to be, at least compared to some of the other exposure you might have had to Japanese mystery masters. Upon arrival at Kamida, Imanishi finds himself on the trail of a young man who visited recently and stood out to the locals. As the thread begins to run cold and he prepares to return home, we're introduced to the Nouveau Group, a collective of young artists who have made national acclaim for themselves in challenging the standards of their respective fields, forming a boy band-esque clique that cannot help but find themselves in the news. It's only after this somewhat unexpected addition that the novel really kicks off. Our story jumps between the sides with the Nouveau members and Imanishi, as this inexplicably small world slowly draws them closer and closer together. I had trouble making sense of garbled auto-translated websites when we first read the novel, but it turns out the group may be Matsumoto's attempt at a response to early signs of a pure literary controversy, which was a critical backlash to low art and genre-style writing that made waves in Japan's network of authors in the months after this novel released. The historical accuracy of that is a bit hard to nail down from this side of the language barrier, but it certainly was an interesting lens to consider the novel through when I went to reread it for this review. The story takes place over months, as Imanishi's sense of curiosity and justice slowly tugs away at the threads of this tapestry, finding himself investigating an entirely different series of cases after one of these threads leads him to a young woman who is seen acting suspiciously on a train. Matsumoto takes this near-tedious approach incredibly on the nose, as one misadventure finds Imanishi manually scouring the sides of a railway line for clues, to the point his body almost gives in on him. Fortunately for us, the audience, we don't have to wait out the hours and months that Imanishi spends on this case, but there's a very credible sense of a real investigation that demonstrates Seicho Matsumoto's pioneering of this social school of fiction. From work parties to debating with his wife about how hard he should be working, we're less worried about the layout of the crime scene and more about what leads someone to kill and the determination it takes to keep up with them. Even though the original body under the train can seem a distant memory, we're never allowed to entirely forget it as the scattered clues assemble after each of Imanishi's effortless excursions. There is a catch though, and unsurprisingly, it's that the mystery in this novel doesn't make for much of the game we love so dearly on this show. There's no shortage of opportunities for you to make predictions, get ahead of the investigation, and out-twist Matsumoto's pen, but I think you might come out the other side feeling bewildered and a little flat, especially if you went in expecting a signature Japanese fair play novel, including one detail in particular that had our inbox a bit busier than usual upon its unveiling. You'll know it when you hear it. 
The value of the puzzle here is more in its engagement with the novel's themes, but that is also where its sharp edges show. In many ways, Inspector Imanishi Investigates and its social school of detective fiction was the 1960s bridge to the future of crime writing and its gritty realism, and less the bridge to a different golden age of mystery that many readers expect of Japan's crime fiction. In short, this is a great novel, a pioneer of what has become a mainstay in modern detective fiction, fittingly reflective of the nouveau group it explores. It's easy to see, reflecting on this novel, how Seicho Matsumoto became such a cultural institution in Japan. I also, without saying anything of its content, want to observe how deeply satisfying I found the ending of the novel, in a way I felt could easily have fallen flat, tidily executed for a novel so vast in its setting and chronology. And that is 13th place for review season. Suna no Itsua by Seicho Matsumoto, translated as Inspector Imanishi Investigates by Beth Carey, is out with Soho Crime. If this is your station, I hope you enjoy your stay in Seicho Matsumoto's capable hands. This is Death of the Reader, your murder mystery world tour, here on 2SER 107.3.